Today's show is sponsored by ExpressVPN. Do you like your web history being seen and sold to advertisers? No, me neither. Get ExpressVPN right now at expressvpn.com slash Ben. Just a quick reminder, the best deal of the year is now here. 50% off your new Daily Wire Plus annual memberships. Go to dailywire.com slash subscribe right now to join. So Javier Mille is extremely scary. That's what the legacy media have decided. The newly elected libertarian conservative leader of Argentina is absolutely frightening. Axios calls him a far-right libertarian who's been compared to Trump. The New York Times writes, Argentina braces itself for its new anarcho-capitalist president. Braces itself. They call the election Argentina's Donald Trump moment. Who, asks the Washington Post, is Javier Mille, Argentina's far-right president-elect. Here was the coverage from NBC News. A controversial figure known by his fans as the crazy and the wig for his larger-than-life personality and hair. At times, compared to Brazil's president, Jair Bolsonaro, and former U.S. president, Donald Trump, who congratulated Malay on his victory, writing, quote, make Argentina great again on his truth social platform. <gasps> Trump congratulated him. This means he is scary. Or try Abby Phillip on CNN. So there is some new nuance here in his libertarian worldview. He takes soft approaches to, for example, trans rights. He supports gay marriage. He says, go ahead and sell your organs if you want, that the state should have nothing to do with that. But underpinning his rise is that anger. In Buenos Aires, Millet's fans reveled in his win, shouting out with all of them. And they're now counting on Millet to drain their own swamp and engineer a way out of decades-long inflation. We know that there are people who are going to resist. We know that there are people who want to keep this system of privileges for some that impoverishes the majority of Argentines. To all of them, I want to say the following. Within the law, everything. Above the law, nothing. Now, that is the anger. That is the point. And it's a phenomenon that's fueled far-right figures everywhere. Big caption in the background. Anger fuels far-right rise. Because, of course, everybody who's not left-wing is angry. And everybody who is left-wing, including the people who are currently all over the world protesting in favor of Hamas, those people are nice and happy. In fact, here is a bunch of the legacy media ripping on Javier Mille. A far-right outsider compared to former President Donald Trump has been elected to president of Argentina. Coming from the far-right, Javier Malay. A far-right politician. The far-right politician. Far-right candidate. Far-right outsider. Extreme right wing. Malay is just way out there on the extreme scale. Argentina has elected a right-wing populist. Right-wing populist. Right-wing populist. Javier Malay is a populist who lacks government experience and displayed erratic behavior and foul language. This is a, a potentially a worrisome development. He's promised uh, some radical measures. Wielding a chainsaw to symbolize his war on government spending, threatening vital public services. He has absolutely no experience. His screeds resonated widely. His screeds resonated widely with Argentines. Particularly young men. Malay's controversial tirades against the political class have drawn comparisons to neighbor Brazil's former president Jair Bolsonaro as well as former President Donald Trump. He has been deemed the Donald Trump of Argentina. Malay's campaign drew comparisons to Donald Trump's here in the U.S. Malay, who has been compared to former President Donald Trump. You can guess who congratulated him by saying, make Argentina great again. Make Argentina great again. Maybe these anti-democracy forces will, in the end, uh, get 
overwhelmed. But that didn't happen in Argentina, not even close. Anti-democracy forces. He won by 11 percentage points, but apparently it's undemocratic. Thanks to Media Research Center for putting together that montage. This, unsurprisingly, is not the way the press treated the election of former convict and left-winger Lula da Silva in Brazil. The New York Times reported last year, quote, Brazil elects Lula, a leftist former leader in a rebuke of Bolsonaro. Who, the Washington Post asked, is Lula? What to know about Brazil's president? Mile, as we've said, is one scary character. So what are these deeply frightening positions? Well, he's called for a vast cut to Argentina's government, a necessity since Argentina has defaulted on its debts three times since 2001. They currently have $36 billion outstanding to the International Monetary Fund, and they now face another default. They received a $57 billion bailout just five years ago. Thanks to out-of-control spending, Argentina has had to print pesos hand over fist, which is why, according to the Ministry of the Economy, total money supply in Argentina skyrocketed 30.7% every year from 2007 to 2022. The poverty rate in the country is currently 40%. I mean, I wonder why people might want to change. Well, Mile comes into office promising serious cuts. His media appearances may be colorful, but that all serves a purpose, a determination to make massive change to Argentina's economic trajectory. Mele has promised to slash and burn his way through government, cutting 11 of 19 departments of the government completely. Here's video of him talking about it. He's standing in front of a big chart of all the departments of government. Department for Sport and Tourism, out. Department for Culture, afuera. Department for the Environment and Sustainable Development, afuera. Department for Women, Gender and Diversity, afuera. Department for Public Works, He hates that one because they're racist. (laughs) He campaigned with a chainsaw he pledged he would use on the quote-unquote parasitic state. Here he is campaigning. With it, like picking up a chainsaw up and down. It's great. He wants to draw closer to the United States and Israel and away from China. Here he was yesterday talking about that. Nuestros ejes fundamentales son el libre comercio, la paz, la libertad y alinearnos con Occidente, digamos, donde los máximos referentes en esto para nosotros son Estados Unidos e Israel. Y en cuanto a China, es uno de los socios principales de comercio. De, bueno, serán eh, socios comerciales de los, del sector privado. Nosotros no hacemos pacto con comunistas. Pero entonces, ¿qué harías? O sea, ¿no cerrarías las relaciones de Argentina con, con China? Yo no promovería la relación con comunistas, ni con Cuba, ni con Venezuela, ni con Corea del Norte, ni con Nicaragua, ni con China. O sea, para Venezuela vas a cambiar la política. Obviamente. Claramente. Millet, in his inaugural address, pledged radical reform. He says today brings an end to this vision that the perpetrators are the victims and the victims are the perpetrators. Today we retake the path that made this country great. Today we embrace the ideas of libertarianism. This model of decadence has come to an end. There is no turning back. His reforms include closing the central bank, That is the institution printing money hand over fist. Millet recognizes the reality. Inflation has crippled Argentina's ability to recover. He has called pesos garbage, not even useful as fertilizer, which is true. They are worth pretty much zero in Argentina. All of this should be treated as good news. Argentina's trajectory has been a total disaster area for decades, despite the glorification of Peronism at the hands of Hollywood. And in fact, the markets are treating Millet's election as they should. Argentine stocks and bonds have jumped on Millet's election 
mainly because he's the first leader of Argentina in generations who has a plan to actually avoid economic default. Millet's election should be treated by the United States as the possible opening of a new era in South and Latin America. Along with El Salvadoran President Nayib Bukele, a new wave of conservative governance may be building in the global South. That would be incredible given the so-called pink wave that has washed across the continent over the course of the last few years. So then, why the heartburn? The answer is, there are many in the United States and Europe, particularly on the political left, especially in the media, who somehow feel more comfortable with the socialist radicalism of Lula da Silva, Gabriel Boric, even Nicolas Maduro, than with anyone who smacks of libertarianism or conservatism. That's because Argentina is a living example of what happens when corporatism and social democracy are taken to their limits. The substitution of government for markets, the overregulation of industry in pursuit of social redistributionism, the attempt to create autarky, meaning everything produced in country, via tariff protections and trade restrictions, the dependency theory Marxist nonsense that has dominated Latin and South American politics for two generations, the endless populist promise that if all power is given to the government to protect the people, all will be well. That promise always results in privation and misallocation, in tyranny and poverty. Millet's victory represents that realization. So leftists label Millet the worst slur they can think of. He's just like Donald Trump. So now the media and the political left will attempt to shovel all of Argentina's failures on Millet's shoulders. Millet is walking into a hornet's nest, into a room that is completely on fire. Millet still faces a partly parentist legislature, as well as a court system stacked in favor of leftist foolishness. The Supreme Court magistrate Horacio Rosati recently said that any attempt to dollarize, meaning to get rid of the peso and instead substitute the dollar, would be unconstitutional and a violation of national sovereignty. This means that Millet's power may be curbed. He still faces entrenched economic problems, including a dearth of valuable currency to move toward dollarization. There aren't enough pesos to trade for dollars to get the country's currency back on solid footing. He will require an infusion of foreign capital in order to right the ship in Argentina. And then if he comes up short, Capitalism and economic liberalism will be blamed for the failures of generations of Peronism. This, by the way, is always the pattern. Corporatists ruin economies and then capitalism gets the blame. This was the story of the 2007-2008 economic crisis in which the federal government subsidized subprime mortgages at exorbitant rates. And then when everything fell down, they blamed capitalism. But Millet can succeed. Investors need to look south to put their money where their mouth is to ensure that Argentina realizes its potential as a massive source of prosperity, wealth, and power, and that alliance with the United States and the West grows stronger as a result. In just one second, we'll get to more on the situation in Argentina first. This is your last chance to take advantage of Birch Gold's Black Friday deal. So as we talk about the economic problems in Argentina and the problems debasing an entire currency, the West soon enough is going to have to debase its currency because of the exorbitant amounts of debt that have been piled atop economies like that of the United States. We are now approaching $40 trillion in national debt. And we're going to go way beyond that. Right now, when you open a gold IRA for every 10 grand you spend by December 22nd, Birch Gold will send you a free gold bar. But you have to text Ben to 989898 and claim eligibility before Black Friday. Birch Gold can even help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold for no money out of pocket. And you still get the free gold bar. Just text Ben to 989898 today. When the national debt is greater than our total GDP, you know it's time to diversify away from the US dollar. Birch Gold makes it very convenient to move some of those dollars into physical gold. By the way, if you're an Argentine, you wish you had physical gold right now instead of the peso. With an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied customers, I choose to buy my gold from Birch Gold. You can trust them as well. Text Ben to 989898. Receive a free info kit on gold. 
Claim your eligibility before Black Friday to receive a free gold bar with qualifying purchase that's been to 989898. Meanwhile, in domestic news, the poll numbers keep on coming for Joe Biden and they are absolutely horrifying. If you are Joe Biden, you should be freaked the hell out. Brand new Harvard-Harris poll. And every result in this poll is awful for Joe Biden. Just truly, truly bad. Why? Well, because he's done a terrible job governing. Right now, the poll shows country, right track or wrong track? Wrong track, 58%. Right track, 35%. U.S. economy, right track, wrong track. Right track, 35%. Wrong track, 58%. About 48% of Americans say that their personal financial situation is getting worse. Only 30% say that it is improving. Biden's approval rating is still stuck at the very, very low rate of 45% in this Harvard-Harris poll. His approval on handling most of the key issues is currently under 50%. In fact, the only numbers where he is over 50% are his handling of coronavirus, for whatever reason, and stimulating jobs, which is just because in the natural outgrowth of moving past COVID, more jobs have been added to the American economy. Every single other question he is underwater, including the economy, where he's at 44%. The Democratic Party overall, by the way, is outpacing Joe Biden in these numbers. The Democratic Party's approval rating is 52% negative, 48% positive, which is still better than the GOP, which, by the way, just demonstrates the absolute wizardly incompetence of the GOP. It is amazing. Joe Biden is the president. The Democrats run the Senate. And somehow Republicans are still less popular as a party than the Democratic Party, which is kind of amazing. As far as the presidential election, Joe Biden is now, according to this poll, trailing significantly against Donald Trump. And and most poll analysts now think that Donald Trump has a small but measurable lead in this current election cycle. If you look at the primaries, Trump has a major advantage on everybody in the primaries. GOP primary first or second choice, according to this Harvard-Harris poll. Donald Trump, 74%. Ron DeSantis, 37 Nikki Haley, 24 Vivek, 23 Everybody else, 10 or below. In a head-to-head against DeSantis or Haley, Trump is above 75%. Against DeSantis, 75-25. Against Nikki Haley, 81-19. to Most of the Trump voters in the primaries, they say that they prefer him to all the other candidates, obviously. But... Not only that, they say they might think about changing, but it's not going to be based on any sort of criminal conviction. Meanwhile, three in five voters say Joe Biden should not run for a second term. Only one in two say the same for Trump. So that means 59% say that Joe Biden shouldn't run. Only half say that Donald Trump should not run. About 58% say they'd consider a third party candidate. But when it comes to a head to head right now, here's the head to head. Biden versus GOP, nominees, horse race. If the 2024 election for president were held today and it was between Trump, the Republican, and Biden, the Democrat, who would you vote for? That stat today is Trump plus seven. 48 to 41, 11% undecided. If you include people leaning one way or the other, this is why this is a critical poll. Actually, it's the first poll I've seen that has Donald Trump significantly over 50%. This Harvard-Harris poll has Donald Trump up six at 53 to 47, which is a blowout for Donald Trump. If this is a three-way race and you include Robert F. Kennedy, Trump is still up eight, 41 for Trump, 34 for Biden, 8% for don't know unsure, 17% for RFK Jr. If you include leaners, Trump is still up 8%. He's still up 8% if you include, for example, 
Jill Stein or Cornel West. By the way, that the, the entire case, just poll speaking, and again, this is coming from somebody who in a primary would vote for Ron DeSantis above Donald Trump. But the reality is what these polls are showing is serious durability for Donald Trump against Joe Biden. Why? The answer is because people know Trump. He's a known quantity. People have already factored in all of his flaws, all of his foibles, all of the crazy. All that stuff is already baked into the cake. And so it's very difficult to think, what could Donald Trump do that would truly alienate a large segment of the electorate at this point? Now, again, it may be that all the focus is on Biden right now. This is the going theory in the Democratic Party, and that when you swivel that, that spotlight back onto Trump in the upcoming year, that his poll numbers are going to crater. That's a theory. You know, it, it, maybe it's true. Maybe it's not. And this poll shows, by the way, that in a race between Joe Biden and Ron DeSantis, that race looks even, or Biden plus three. If it looks at, if, if you look at Trump versus Harris, Trump beats Harris by 12 points. If it were Biden versus Nikki Haley, Biden is up one on Nikki Haley. Again, why? Because Nikki Haley's numbers are at like 41%. DeSantis' numbers are like 42%. Biden is still at 42 or 45%, which are the same numbers he would have against Trump, except that everybody knows Trump and would already move over to the guy they already know. So there's something to the known quantity. And these poll numbers are devastating for Joe Biden. They're awful for Joe Biden. Every single element of this poll is terrible for Joe Biden. Now, what, what is underlying this? There are a few things that are underlying this. One thing that's underlying this, obviously, is the fact that Joe Biden has been really bad on policy. And on every single policy issue, people tend to favor Republicans over Democrats at this point, except for perhaps abortion. And this election is not going to be run on abortion if Trump is the nominee, because nobody perceives Trump as particularly pro-life, because he's not campaigning as somebody who's particularly pro-life. He says, I got rid of Roe. My job here is done. And that's actually not a, a stupid political attitude to take when it comes to federalization of the abortion issue. It's actually something that was sort of tried by Len Youngkin in Virginia. And for all the talk about how it didn't work, it kind of did. Virginia is a very blue state. And pretty much everything that was within a Biden plus nine went Republican in Virginia because Glenn Youngkin took a 15-week position on abortion because that's a very purple state, purple to blue. Well, nationally speaking, Trump is avoiding the abortion issue, which means he sort of takes it off the table. And then it just becomes a referendum up or down on, did you like the country better when Trump was running it or did you like the country better when Joe Biden is running it? Combine that with the fact that everyone thinks that Joe Biden is too old and you got a real problem on your hands. So yesterday, the New York Times' Peter Baker He's saying the White House is doing its best to downplay Joe Biden's age because his birthday has happened over the past couple of days. He's 81 years old, which means that by the time he left the presidency, he would be 86 years old, which is super old. That is like seven years past the life expectancy of the average American male. And Joe Biden, is, he's ailing. He doesn't look good. Here's Peter Baker from The New York Times. You're going to see basically almost nothing. I mean, he's not going to do anything in public about it today. He doesn't want to call attention to it. He'll celebrate in private up in Nantucket uh, with his family when he goes up tomorrow for the uh, Thanksgiving holiday. And look, you know, I mean, it is what it is. The White House, I think, is pretty tired of talking about this issue. But it is one of the most salient issues out there, according to all the polls. The, the, not just that Trump people think he's too old. It's that too many Democrats, from the point of view of the White House, think that he's too old. At age 81, it's, it's a hard thing for him to convince otherwise. Now, what you 
you see from the White House is, look, judge him by his record and his performance. And you see just in the last few weeks alone, a president who is not only managing with this war in the Middle East, maybe not to everybody's liking, but certainly showing great energy in doing so, but also meeting with the leading, leader of China, with leaders from Asia, with leaders from Latin America, with leaders from the from, uh, from leader of Mexico and so on, and that he's demonstrating through his performance that he can do the job. Yeah, well, that is not how the American people feel. We'll get to that in just one second. First, EnviroCleanse has just announced a massive Black Friday discount. Let me tell you why this is actually important. They're predicting another bad cold and flu season this year. The best way to fight a cold or flu is to not get it in the first place, which is why we have EnviroCleanse here at the office. With their limited time Black Friday sale, you can get one too for 35% off. Why do we choose EnviroCleanse over all the others? Well, because EnviroCleanse is proven to capture and destroy cold and flu viruses other purifiers miss. EnviroCleanse uses military-grade technology to wipe out bacteria, toxins, and mold that can make you sick. Even the Navy chose EnviroCleanse to protect the air on board our Navy ships. Get EnviroCleanse for your home today. Right now, you'll save 35% off during their Black Friday sale, plus get fast, free shipping. Visit ekpure.com, use code BEN35 for 35% off. That's ekpure.com, code BEN35. Again, that's ekpure.com, code BEN35. You tend not to think about the air quality inside your home. Very often you think about it outside, but inside your home is likely where you're going to get, you know, a cold or the flu. This is why you need EnviroCleanse, ekpure.com, code BEN35 for 35% off. Also, if your sleep quality has been off, as mine has been for the last several weeks, given world events and everything else, the simple fact is you need a great mattress that is personalized to you. This is what Helix Mattress does for me. I took that two-minute sleep quiz, I don't know, eight or 10 years ago. They sent me a mattress personalized for me. It is still fantastic. Well, now Helix is introducing their newest, most high-end collection, the Helix Elite. Helix Elite harnesses years of extensive mattress expertise to offer a truly elevated sleep experience. The Helix Elite collection includes six different mattress models, each tailored for specific sleep positions and firmness preferences. Head on over to helixsleep.com slash Ben. Check out the new collection today. If you're nervous about buying a mattress online, you don't have to be. Helix has a sleep quiz. It matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress because why would you buy a mattress made for somebody else? Again, I took that Helix Sleep quiz. It gave me a firm but breathable mattress, which is precisely what I needed. You should get the mattress that matches you. Helix is offering 25% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners in honor of Black Friday. Go to helixsleep.com slash Ben. Use code HELIXPARTNER25. This is their best offer yet. It's not going to last long. With Helix, better sleep starts right now. We'll get to more on this in just a moment. First, the financial experts said we were in the clear. While experts anticipated rate cuts, inflation in the United States remains a significant economic concern. Think about it. The United States right now is in the hole by $34 trillion. But we're going to keep spending. We're going to keep printing. And that's going to keep pushing up those prices. So you can bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversification, always a smart financial strategy. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation. Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They'll help you convert your existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. You're not going to pay a penny out of pocket. Gold is part of my savings strategy. I get it from Birch Gold. They've been the exclusive gold partner of The Daily Wire for over seven years now, literally helping thousands of our listeners. They can help you as well. Text Ben to 989898. Get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist about protecting your savings from persistent inflation with gold. Text Ben to 989898. Right now, diversification, always a smart strategy. Text Ben to 989898 to get started. We'll get to more on this in just one moment. First, using the internet without ExpressVPN. Well, it's like forgetting to mute yourself on a Zoom meeting and having everyone hear your side conversation with your coworker. Not that that's ever happened to me, but, you know, 
It's bad. Well, internet service providers track every single website you visit, which is also bad. They sell that information to ad companies and tech giants who then use it to target you with their ad programs. ExpressVPN reroutes your network data through a secure encrypted tunnel so your internet provider can't see or sell your online activity. It sounds complicated, but ExpressVPN is actually really easy to use. Just fire up that app, click one button. One subscription works on all your devices like phones, laptops, even routers. So everyone who shares your Wi-Fi can be protected as well. Here at Daily Wire, we're proud to have ExpressVPN as our top privacy partner because we believe everyone should be able to protect themselves from big tech's prying eyes. Protect your online privacy by visiting expressvpn.com slash Ben today. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash Ben. Get an extra three months for free. That's expressvpn.com slash Ben. That's the service I use. You should do the same. Expressvpn.com slash Ben to get an extra three months for free. Okay, so again, the going concern is that Joe Biden is going to lose the election in large part because he is too old. I mean, obviously, the world is not in good shape, and that gets attributed to whoever is the president at the time. I mean, Donald Trump was running into severe headwinds in 2020. He had the Black Lives Matter riots. He had COVID. He had world economic meltdown. Right? He had a lot going on. Well, Joe Biden is having that, that same sort of issue. The thing is, it's all self-created. As I said, when Joe Biden was elected, that dude was like the luckiest guy in the world. He walked into a situation in which Donald Trump had handed off to him the Abraham Accord, so peace in the Middle East burgeoning, a, a re- relatively contained China, a relatively contained Russia. So a, a very peaceful foreign front. Donald Trump gave to him a vaccine rollout plan that Joe Biden used for good or ill, but was able to, to claim that he was the one who had actually put upon the land. The economy was already in recovery by Q4 of 2020 and continued to be in recovery after that, except slower under Joe Biden. So Joe Biden was handed the keys to the car and the car was running. And then he proceeded to just blow it, like completely screw things up. David Axelrod, the former advisor to Barack Obama, he says, quote, I think he has a 50-50 shot here. No better than that, maybe a little worse. He thinks he can cheat nature here and it's really risky. They've got a real problem if they're counting on Trump to win it for them. I remember Hillary doing that too. Axelrod recently suggested that Biden should reconsider his re-election bid, prompting ire from the president who reportedly called the strategist a, um, a word that rhymes with thick. His unsolicited advice followed a New York Times-Siena College poll that showed Biden trailing Trump among voters in five key battleground states. And again, this is the reality. The reality is that right now, Donald Trump has a lead on Joe Biden. Trying to pretend otherwise is really, really silly. And if you take a look at all of the latest polls, they show Trump with a significant advantage in battleground states. For example, latest polls from Michigan, from Epic MRA, show Trump up five over Joe Biden. Presidential election poll from Ipsos. This is November 13th to 14th. Trump plus two. From YouGov, Trump plus one. From NBC News, Trump plus two. In fact, it is very difficult to find a national poll in which Trump is not leading Joe Biden at this point. I mean, that's a serious problem, obviously, for for President Biden. And a lot of this, again, is exacerbated by the fact that everyone knows he is too old. Now, I think old is a catch-all. I think if people thought he was doing an amazing job, the old thing wouldn't count. If he were old and everything was like, great, people would be like, okay, so he's a charming elderly fellow. But because everything is garbage, everybody is looking at Joe Biden going, this guy can't handle the crisis. This guy can't handle any of this. This guy initiated the crisis. Grandpa spilled the beans. They're all over the floor. This was all exacerbated by Joe Biden's performance and the performance of his social media team. So every time Joe Biden goes on stage, as I've said before, it's like watching Nick Walenda walk across a tightrope over a volcano. Every time he goes up a set of stairs, you're wondering, if, God forbid, this is the end of his presidency because the stairs might defeat him. 
every time he gets on teleprompter. You're wondering whether he's going to make it through the sentence. And this has been ongoing since the last election cycle in 2020 during the debates. The big question was, will Joe Biden physically survive the debates? Then he didn't. People were like, wow, he outperformed expectations. He's still breathing. Well, the same thing is going on, except worse, because he has visibly degraded between 2020 and now. So, for example, yesterday, here was Joe Biden just botching his lines over and over and over. This is something he does a lot. We've never come out of a situation, a bad circumstance, not in without being better off when we come through it. Uh Just to get here, Liberty and Bell had to beat some tough odds in competition. They had to work hard to show patience and be willing to travel over a thousand miles. You could say even this harder than getting a a ticket to the Renaissance tour or or, or Britney's tour. She's down Mm. in, it's kind of warm in Brazil right now. Uh, what? Okay, all of that was exacerbated by what I think might be the single worst Instagram post of all time. Joe Biden's media team is not doing him any favors. So it was his birthday and Joe Biden's Instagram team put up the following post. Hey, this is a picture of Joe Biden for those who cannot see. And the caption says, turns out on your 146th birthday, you run out of space for candles. Now, I know they're trying to be self-effacing, but uh, okay, there's so many things wrong with this. It's hard to know where to begin. So for those who can't see the picture, It is Joe Biden gripping the table, gripping it as though he's about to suffer from a tremendous coronary and keel over. He's grip. I mean, he's like white knuckling the table. So he's he's stretching out. He's white knuckling the table and he's grinning the rictus grin into the camera. I mean, he looks uncomfortable. He looks kind of like Al Pacino in uh, The Devil's Advocate over here, ready to uh, ready to offer you a deal for your soul. The reason he looks like that is because his team... Honest to God, I don't know what they're thinking. I don't know. What the, when I first saw this image, I thought it was AI. I seriously thought it was AI. I thought somebody went into an AI generator and said, Joe Biden, devil, 81st birthday. Okay, why? Because they put a cake in front of him and they didn't apparently want to put the candles that you get for like your seven-year-old's birthday party where it just says seven on it. They didn't want an eight and a one because that would underscore that he's 81 years old and really old. So instead, they put 81 candles on the cake. And then they lit the thing on fire and it looks like a city burning down. That cake looks like the great Chicago fire. That cake looks like a nuclear explosion. I mean, it's all coming together in a hellfire bonanza of catastrophic proportions. It's the dog meme gif. It's amazing. And it's and it's front lit. So they didn't even turn on the lights in the room properly. So he so he's sitting there and the fire is is bouncing off his face. Lighting up a devilish, I mean, like, what are they thinking? What are they thinking? You're underscoring one, he's too old to do the job. Two, the world is on fire. Like, it's the easiest joke in the entire world. This is going to be the closing of every single Republican ad from now until the election. Joe Biden set the world on fire. Picture of him with a giant cake, with a giant fire right in front of him. As as though he's going to toast marshmallows on the cake. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievably stupid. What is his social media team doing? They should all be fired just from a political point of view. That is the biggest self-goal I've seen in modern American politics for the last couple of years, minimum. Really bad stuff. Well, all of this is underscoring a serious problem, obviously, for Joe Biden. Karine Jean-Pierre also has no ability to actually spin Joe Biden positively. So she's just awkwardly out there trying to talk past the graveyard, the literal graveyard at this point. And so here is a Karine Jean-Pierre talking about the president's stamina and abilities. I would put the president's stamina, 
President's wisdom, ability to get this done on behalf of, of uh, the American people against anyone, anyone on any day of the week. Uh, you, you would put his stability and stamina above anyone, literally anyone, any day of the week. Would you, though? Would you? I mean, I, I don't think the American people would. This, of course, is a major problem. And there, there are a lot of Democrats who are kind of falling off the bandwagon. See, here's the thing. Joe Biden requires high voter turnout in order to win. Donald Trump did, in fact, generate extremely high voter turnout on both sides, on both sides. But Democrats also benefited, as we all know, from changing the rules. There were an enormous number of mail-in ballots in 2020. That, that extraordinary number of mail-in ballots and early voting ballots, that meant that the total number of votes jumped, skyrocketed. And, and that obviously benefit when you get the, the fringe voter, the low information voter, the voter who doesn't normally vote to vote in vast numbers. What you end up with is typically more benefit for Democrats. The, the giant spike in mail in ballots during 2020, something that was encouraged by the Democrats and discouraged foolishly by Donald Trump. That obviously benefited Joe Biden. I mean, according to reports from 2021, the Associated Press, fewer than one third of voters casting ballots in the presidential election did so at a polling place on election day. Two thirds of the votes, two thirds of them came in via mail-in ballots. That's insane. In 2016, 2018, about a quarter of all voters used a mail ballot. That jumped to more than 43% in 2020. 43% of them voted via mail-in ballots. The remaining voters either cast their ballot at a polling place or during early voting. And that early voting was, of course, pushed very much by Democrats and discouraged by President Trump. Well, what if people just don't vote the same way in 2024? I, I, very few election analysts actually believe we're going to get the same voter turnout in 2024 that we got in 2020. And 2020 was rife with all sorts of issues. First of all, the Democrats at white heat about Donald Trump. Second, Black Lives Matter protests. Third, COVID, right? All of that generated extraordinary levels of voter turnout. And again, encouraged people to mail in their ballot because you, you were doing everything from home. There's, there's a difference, by the way, between a world in which you're literally doing everything from home, working from home, never going to a movie theater, never to, never going out to eat. And then this is just another thing you're doing at home is you fill out a ballot and you send it in because that's literally how you're doing everything and a world in which you actually are engaged in the regular world. And now you're probably going to take time out and you're going to go vote. Well, that is a system that does not benefit the marginal voter that Joe Biden relies upon. The enthusiasm for Biden is through the floor. Democrats know this, but they are so convinced that Donald Trump is a bad candidate that they're going to count on him to lose the election. That, that is really what this is. You, you can see the roiling undercurrent of dissatisfaction with Joe Biden from one of the great luminaries of our time, Cardi B. So she, she put up a post that has gone pretty viral in which she basically threatens Biden. Now, do I think that Cardi B will end up voting for Joe Biden? Of course, because again, a lot of the people who are very annoyed with Biden right now, they will come home. But is it going to be enough to defeat Donald Trump, who has extremely high levels of enthusiasm among Republicans? Here is what's going on right now inside the electorate. Republicans are very enthused to vote for Donald Trump. Democrats are not very enthused to vote for Joe Biden. So Democrats are counting on Democrats to be enthused to vote against Donald Trump. Maybe that works and maybe that doesn't. The reality is that Hillary Clinton lost in 2016 because she was not able to replicate the levels of enthusiasm, particularly with minority voters, that they had for Barack Obama. That's why she lost. Joe Biden is in very similar danger. That was covered up for in 2020 because of the pandemic. It was covered up for because of the Donald Trump of it and the Black Lives Matter movement and all the rest of it. In 2024, will that be replicated? I don't know. Here, here is Cardi B. What's, what's hilarious about Cardi B, and this is not the first time that she's ranted about economics, is that Cardi B, like so many people who are 
of the left. She's so close to seeing the thing, but she can't see the thing. So here she is railing about the fact that New York City is now cutting services. Then she idiotically blames federal spending for that, which, of course, has nothing to do with it. If she actually understood maybe how economics works and then New York City has to cut services because the taxes are too high, the regulations are too high, they don't have enough money coming in, and they're spending too much money. Maybe she might think differently about government. She doesn't. But she is blaming Joe Biden for it. Here she was the other day. In New York, there is a hundred and twenty million budget cut. There's a hundred and twenty million budget cut in New York that is going to affect schools, public libraries, and um the police department. Y'all know I don't give a cops, but like it is what it is. There's gonna be an 120 million dollar budget cut with schools, with libraries, and the cops and the police department, and a $5 million budget cut in sanitation. Of a budget cut in sanitation, gonna be drowning with rats. I'm not endorsing no presidents no more, because how is there a $100 million budget cut in New York City for, for um, schools, library, uh, police safety, and sanitation. Yeah, Joe Biden's talking about like, yeah, we could fund two wars. We could fund two wars. Mother talking about we don't got it, but we got it. Like, we're the greatest nation. No, the f*** we're not. We're going through some sh right now. Okay, now, I like that she's blaming the federal government for this. I mean, the federal government is to blame for a lot of things. They're not to blame for the fact that New York City has busted its budget over and over and over. By the way, she's wrong about the numbers. The projected gap in terms of budgeting, is $5 billion for the next fiscal year in New York City. The New York City budget, by the way, is $100 billion a year. It is the largest annual budget of anywhere in the country. But she's so close to the thing. She's so close to the thing, which is, where is all the money going? Why are you spending all this money? She's never going to get there. But when people are dissatisfied, they're not going to show up for the party that they blame for the dissatisfaction. Hard to blame Trump for all the bad things that are happening in the country. Now, that's not going to stop the media from doing it anyway. We'll get to that momentarily. First, with over 40,000 five-star reviews, Blinds.com, it's the number one online retailer of custom window coverings. Why am I talking about Blinds.com? Well, because the reality is that when you go into your house, you look around, like everything looks pretty good. You repainted the thing lately, you put in some new carpeting, you've shined the floors, but something's wrong. It's the window coverings. You haven't thought about them in years. Look at them. They're dirty. They're dingy. Replace them right now. You can measure and install those window coverings yourself or have Blinds.com send local professionals to take care of the installation for you. There's no showroom, no retail markets. No matter how many you order, installation is just one low cost. If you don't have an eye for design, Blinds.com experts are always available to help choose the style and color that's right for you. Everything they sell is covered by their perfect fit and 100% satisfaction guarantee. With hundreds of styles and colors to choose from, Blinds.com is sure to have the perfect treatments for your windows. Shop Blinds.com's Black Friday sale that is happening right now. Get up to 50% off site-wide plus doorbusters. It's the biggest event of the year. Save up to 50% right now at Blinds.com. When you check out online, don't forget to tell them you heard about Blinds.com from the Ben Shapiro Show. Rules and restrictions may apply. Also, the best deals of the year are happening right now. Yes, that includes a 50% off deal on new Daily Wire Plus annual memberships. But there's so much more to check out during this Black Friday sale. Go to dailywire.com slash Black Friday. Check out all the best deals, including up to 70% off apparel, the famous Leftist Tears Tumblr, books, shirts, much more. Check out some of this stuff. We've got the Daily Wire Tumblr. You can now get this thing. I mean, it is available, so that's awesome. You also have this shirt. Look, we have shirts like this. Beautiful polo shirts. Check those out. Plus, something magical about this particular shirt. Embedded, embroidered in. That's right. This famous signature. The signature that pays hundreds of people. Yes, that one right there. Plus, you can even get my books. 
Behold. And much more at The Daily Wire Shop. We even have some new items on sale you can't miss. Start filling up your carts before those deals disappear. Shop all of our Black Friday deals now. Visit dailywire.com slash Black Friday. Don't miss out on the best deals of the year. So if you're a Democrat and you're freaking out about Joe Biden probably losing to Trump at this point, if the election were held today, well, there's only one thing you can do. And that is you got to go back into the old grab bag of Trumpy issues. And that means... Trump is Hitler. Yep, get ready for that thing all the way from now until the election. The New York Times headline last night, quote, Trump's dire words raise new fears about his authoritarian bent. Ooh, ah, are you scared yet? And shivering down your spine. Ooh, that's right. The, the orange gentleman who is sitting at Mar-a-Lago, tweeting in all caps, that dude, just, to, just he's Hitler. Reminder, he's Hitler. That, that's that's going to be their pitch from now until the election cycle. Donald J. Trump rose to power with political campaigns that largely attacked external targets, including immigration from predominantly Muslim countries and from south of the United States-Mexico border. But now, in his third presidential bid, some of his most vicious and debasing attacks have been leveled at domestic opponents. During a Veterans Day speech, Mr. Trump used language that echoed authoritarian leaders who rose to power in Germany and Italy in the 1930s, degrading his political adversaries as vermin who need to be rooted out as opposed to Joe Biden, who literally did a speech in front of Independence Hall, lit up blood red, in which he called his ultra-maga opponents traitors to the country, flanked by Marines in the background. Yes, authoritarianism, we're, we're deeply worried about it from Donald Trump. The threat from outside forces, Trump said, is far less sinister and dangerous and grave than the threat from within. By, by the way, that is ideologically true. Okay, the United States is not an existential danger from China or Russia or Hamas or Hezbollah or Iran. All those horrible Countries and, and terrorist entities could do terrible things to us. But are they an existential danger? No, it turns out the existential danger to the United States, as always with a great country and a great power, comes from within. But says the New York Times, this inward turn has sounded new alarms among experts. Ah, the experts. They're here to save Joe Biden. The experts on autocracy who have long worried about Mr. Trump's praise for foreign dictators and disdain for democratic ideals. Again, this is the same media that praise they praise Lula in Brazil. These are the same people who have warm words for Xi in China. And it, it, it's wild. It's just wild. Scholars, Democrats, and anti-Trump Republicans are asking anew how much Mr. Trump resembles current strongmen abroad and how he compares to authoritarian leaders. Of, wait, you mean opponents of Donald Trump are asking whether he's Hitler? No, this is new. Perhaps most urgently, they're wondering whether his rhetorical turn into more fascist sounding territory is just his latest public provocation of the left, an evolution in his beliefs or the dropping of a veil. Ooh. So um, what exactly are the things that they are worried he is going to do? Quote, his ambitions include using the Justice Department to take vengeance on his political rivals. Um, this is my this is my confused face. Joe Biden is literally using the Justice Department to target Donald Trump right now. <laughs> like right now, Donald Trump is about to face four separate trials going into the next year. Three of them are completely specious. The only one that has any relevance to it, criminally speaking whatsoever, is the classified documents case. And Joe Biden also mishandled classified documents. And so did Hillary Clinton. And then bleach bit her, her actual hard drives. So, yeah. Oh, my God. Donald Trump might weaponize the DOJ, just like Barack Obama and Joe Biden. Uh-huh. Also, he's plotting a vast expansion of presidential power and installing ideologically aligned lawyers in key positions. No, wait, wait, wait. You mean the executive branch is going to peopled? It's going to be peopled by those who agree with the president of the United States? We can't have that. And as we know, Joe Biden and Barack Obama, they were famous for appointing 
people with a vast panoply of beliefs across the political spectrum to political positions in their administrations. Like Eric Holder, who literally called himself the president's wingman. Mr. Trump's allies dismissed the concerns as alarmism and cynical political attacks. Stephen Chung, campaign spokesman, responded to criticisms of the vermin remarks by saying it came from reactive liberals whose, quote, sad, miserable ex- existence will be crushed when President Trump returns to the White House, which is what uh, I, I do. <laughs> uh, I, I do love the people who are around Trump because it, it's just it's just insane doubling down. It, it is just it is just insane doubling down. He, Trump says the vermin thing and then they go to his campaign and they're like, does that sound like Mussolini? He's like, no, no, it doesn't sound like Mussolini. Blood alone moves the wheels of history. I go, oh, well, that's, that's comforting. In any case, it's a clown show all the way down. But again, the media's goal here is to ding Trump as often as possible. And then to say that he's such a threat that you have to elect the dead old guy in the corner. Some experts on authoritarianism said that while Mr. Trump's recent language has begun to more closely resemble that used by leaders like Hitler or Mussolini, he does not quite mirror fascist leaders of the past. Still, they say he does exhibit traits similar to current strongmen like Viktor Orban of Hungary or a type Erdogan of Turkey. How does he resemble Erdogan? You mean the guy who took complete control of the Islamist military in, in Turkey and who's been continuously ruling the place for 20 years? That, that one? Or are you talking about Orban, who is a democratically elected leader? You might not like how he runs the country, but they have elections and those elections are actually relatively close. In any case, this is the entire shtick. This is why you see Ari Melberg of MSNBC, of course, he's on the late night shows because this is the way that it works, is that if you're an MS, it, it, it's all cross-pollinated. You have Ari Melber on MSNBC, but he's not really on MSNBC. He's on late night with Seth Meyers on NBC because he's such an important person talking about how if you vote for Trump, that might be the last vote you ever cast. Okay, this is such absolute sheer nonsense. It's just nonsense. You hear it from the right and you hear it from the left all the time. It's like the next election will be the last election. No, it won't. It's not going to be. I'm just going to, I'm telling Prediction, take it to the bank. The next election will not be the last election of your lifetime in the United States. I'm not sure about much. I am 100% sure about that. If I'm wrong, I will eat this pen. A dangerous bet. Here is uh, Ari Melberg doing this routine. If you have someone, whoever it may be, in this case, it's Donald Trump, who literally tried to overthrow democracy instead of leave office peacefully. If that person takes power again, it's not a second term. They're seeking a life term. Mm. And so I do think the country has to wake up to that. It's not just a second term. It's a life term. We are talking about someone who, as we've covered in the criminal legal context, is literally going on trial for efforts to overthrow the election. Now, that's a legal process, and he's presumed innocent. He could still walk. But in the political electoral process, if you are going to give your vote to someone who's already tried to steal your vote very bluntly, graphically, and publicly, well, that might be the last vote you get. To cast something to really think about. I think this clip would only be. I think this clip could only get better if it were an infinite regress of Ari Melber's. He quotes himself on NBC with Seth Meyers, and then he cuts from Ari Melber to more Ari Melber. So I think we have to just continue doing that all the way down the line. Again, this is such nice try. I mean, nice try. You're you're right. The fascist takeover is imminent, or maybe it never happened when Trump was the president the first time. Maybe there's that. In just one second, we'll get to the latest from the Middle East first. I've got a holiday gift idea that's sure to make you the hero of the season for the ladies in your life. Now, we all know the holidays can be a bit hectic. The shopping, the cooking, the never-ending list of things to do. Fear not. I've discovered a gift that's not just thoughtful. It's downright transformative. It is the gift of GenuCell skincare. From now until Christmas, GenuCell's most popular package has a special discount just for my listeners at GenuCell.com slash Shapiro. Treat yourself and your loved ones to the absolute best skincare in the world. By the way, not just for girls. 
Guys use GenuCell as well because we also get the bags under our eyes. I know I use it personally for the bags under my eyes. These troubling forehead wrinkles, fine lines, skin redness. Yes, even that sagging jawline will disappear before your eyes with GenuCell's most popular collection. GenuCell promises immediate effects. You'll see results in less than 12 hours guaranteed or you can get your money back. So it's risk-free. GenuCell made Christmas come early this year. They sent a bunch of product down to the entire office. Our favorite thing about GenuCell, the products clean, natural. They're simply the best. You deserve to look and feel your best this holiday season. Head on over to GenuCell.com slash Shapiro. Get this incredible holiday discount. Every order today is instantly upgraded to free express shipping. That's GenuCell.com slash Shapiro today. Again, GenuCell.com slash Shapiro. Meanwhile, the government of Israel is seriously considering or will soon approve the possibility of some sort of temporary stop to the fighting in order to free hostages. So apparently in a deal brokered by Qatar, this is literally the only reason that Qatar is still in touch with the West is to broker these sorts of deals. Apparently the Israeli government is deciding the Israeli security cabinet, which is comprised of right, left, and center. They they are deciding right now as to whether to approve a deal in which 50 hostages would be freed, dozens more possibly to be freed. In return, Hamas would get some 300 Palestinians, among them some women and minors. There would be a stop to the fighting as the releases go ahead. Apparently, according to some reports, Israel would stop using drones to monitor parts or all of Gaza for several hours a day during the ceasefire, which seems totally insane to me. Like if you're brokering that deal, just allowing the terrorists to run around free for several hours while you allow the hostages to be released, that seems wild to me. So they move around all their weaponry and all their terrorism and you don't have any sort of of window into what they're doing. That's the problem in the first place. Again, the, the big problem is that the precedent was set by the Israeli government years ago. Then in return for one soldier, Gilad Shalit, they released 1,000 Palestinian prisoners who are actual terrorists. And now, obviously, with that precedent set, that is why Hamas took the, the prisoners in the first place. Benny Gantz, who's the war cabinet minister, he said the return of the hostages would help win the war. He said, we are in extremely sensitive days for Israeli society. The return of the hostages is a moral order and also an integral part of the resilience that allows us to win the war. It's important to say that especially these days, Israeli society as a whole right and left is praying and wishing for the safe return of the hostages. Apparently, it's going to be largely women and children who are going to be returned at this at this time. It is unclear when exactly this is going to, to start. Hamas's chief, Ismail Haniya, has claimed that the, the truce is close. And the prisoner exchange is nearly settled. Again, it would be a five-day ceasefire and entry of 300 aid trucks to the Gaza Strip, which, of course, is only going to prolong the war. From Israel's perspective, the basic idea would be after five days, they're going back. After five days, this is still not over. There's still hostages who are being held. There's the possibility, they've been talking about, that the ceasefire would hold for longer if Hamas continues to release hostages. The problem is that every day that Hamas doesn't release the hostages and brokers for more time, they're shifting weapons around. They're embedding more with civilian populations. They're, of course, shipping in more humanitarian aid that is then stolen by Hamas, prolonging the war. So Israel's basic bargain here is that they are willing to allow for the prolongation of the conflict in order to get more of the hostages home. Now, there are good people on both sides of that particular argument. Suffice it to say that the war is not over when the hostages are returned. The war continues until Hamas is eradicated. And it might make it difficult. It might mean that more Israeli soldiers die in order to get those hostages home. That's the math that Israel is doing right now. We should remember, again, this thing was initiated not by the mere taking of hostages. It was initiated by the greatest single terror attack on the West since 9-11. That's what's initiated here. And just to remind you, here's a piece of tape that has now been released by the Israeli government. You will see in this tape, Hamas terrorists on October 7th, they shoot one teenage girl dead. A second teenage girl, they run down and uh, she, they force her to her knees. She then proceeds to beg for her life and they shoot her directly in the head. 
You can see these Hamas terrorists, they run, that, that is one girl who just got shot in the, in the head by a terrorist. The terrorist then runs down this other girl. She pleads for her life on the side of the road. The Hamas terrorist just stands there. She's pleading. And then you will see he raises his gun and he shoots her directly in the head, killing her. These are the kinds of people that Israel is fighting. Just because Israel gets its hostages back does not mean that this war is even close to over. He just executes her Nazi style. There's literally no difference between what this person did and what a Nazi would do. None. The war is not over when the hostages return. By the way, this war is going to be broader than that because Israel has a lot of enemies who wish to destroy it. Meanwhile, by the way, worth noting that Israel actually has evacuated babies to Egypt. According to the Associated Press, Egypt's state-run media say babies evacuated from Gaza's embattled Shifa hospital have now arrived in Egypt. Remember, Israel is supposed to be the baby-killing country. Well, nope. It turns out only one side in this conflict wants dead babies, and that is Hamas. That at least is being made clear by John Kirby over at the National Security Advisory. Uh, he is saying that he was asked yesterday by a crazed reporter whether Israel is committing genocide, and he's like, uh, no. I said this the other day. Again, people can say what they want on, on the sidewalk, and, that, and we respect that. That's what the First Amendment's about. But this word genocide is getting thrown around in a pretty inappropriate way by lots of different folks. Uh, what Hamas wants, make no mistake about it, is genocide. They want to wipe Israel off the map. They've said so publicly more than one occasion. In fact, just recently. And they've said that they're not going to stop. What happened on the 7th of October is going to happen again and again and again. And what happened on the 7th of October? Murder, slaughter of innocent people in their homes or at a music festival. That's genocidal intentions. Well, yes, obviously true. doesn't matter. The media are doing their best in order to create a moral equivalence. The Washington Post, which is just a Hamas propaganda outlet at this point, it's a truly amazing, a piece by Heba Mahfouz and Sarah Dadush. Another Gaza hospital caught in fighting as storms deepen civilian misery. Heavy Israeli bombardments pounded north and south Gaza on Monday, killing more civilians and once again bringing hospitals into the crossfire as the conflict entered its 45th day with few signs of let up. Now, again, remember, the... Large swaths of legacy media claimed that Al-Shifa Hospital was not actually a terrorist headquarters. It was a terrorist headquarters. They literally dragged hostages into Al-Shifa Hospital directly from the Gaza envelope. And huge swaths of the legacy media were like, no, is it, can we really trust that it's a terrorist, a terrorist headquarters? Can we really trust? So now they're doing the same thing with Indonesian Hospital. Again, the idea is that Israel is targeting these hospitals. The only reason Israel has remote interest in these hospitals is because these are used routinely regularly as part of war strategy by Hamas. Why do they do that? Because they know that credulous morons in the media continue to repeat that every hospital is a non-military site, even if the hospital is clearly being used as a military site. I mean, there are just too many people out there who are doing the propaganda work of Hamas, clearly, from the protesters who are out in the streets to the legacy media. That's something that Israeli President Isaac Herzog, who again is a member of the political left, he's a leader in the Labor Party. He said this yesterday while he was on Fox News. We are faced between a coalition of uh, hate, a coalition of, uh, I call it darkness, which is a jihadist coalition, which emanates from Tehran with, with its proxies in Lebanon, in Gaza, of course, by Hamas, 
in Yemen with the Houthis and of course spreading Islamic fundamentals, jihadism all over the world, which wants to erase all of them, of all of us. If Israel weren't there, then Europe will be next and the United States is for sure next because they call the United States the big Satan. And that is why I think those protesters who are supporting Hamas, they're, they're actually accomplices to the whole notion that you can butcher young children, that you can chop heads of women, that you can rape women and pregnant women, that you can abduct old age Holocaust survivors, and you can do a whole bunch of atrocities uh, because you basically support Hamas. That's what they've done. Yeah, he is right about all of that. And there are people saying, oh my gosh, you can't say the protests. Of course they're helping Hamas. That is their goal. Their goal is to help Hamas. What they would like is for whatever ceasefire is declared here to be made more permanent, to leave Hamas in control of the southern portion of the Gaza Strip, thereby to hand them a victory while they still hold hostages, by the way. But even if all the hostages were to be released tomorrow, Israel would still have a moral duty to track down and kill all the members of Hamas and anyone else who was complicit and helped in the October 7th attacks. The protesters are trying to stop that because they want to leave Hamas in control. Meanwhile, the soft-headed liberals in the United States they continue to focus in on the real problem. And the real problem is the anti-Semitism of Elon Musk. That's the thing that really matters. That's the thing. Kara Swisher, who, I mean, she just has a raging something for uh, for Elon Musk. Kara Swisher, again, she believes that she should rule all of social media. This is why at one point she actually interviewed Susan, Susan Washkiki, who is the head of uh, YouTube. And she, she asked seriously whether uh, they could possibly ban my videos from YouTube because it turns out that Kara Swisher's kid likes my videos and she doesn't like that. In any case, uh, she is now accusing Bill Ackman, who is a major venture capitalist, of hypocrisy because he's defending Elon Musk, who is not anti-Semitic, while, quote unquote, doxing college kids. By doxing, she means putting their faces on posters because they actively signed a petition in favor of Hamas. Not the same thing. Here's Kara Swisher. Again, the real anti-Semitism is Elon Musk, according to the soft-headed left in the United States. Bill Ackman, who's like beating up on college students who, let's just say, probably don't have good judgment, mm-hmm. has not had not word one about this. About not word one. Elon? About Elon. Not word yeah, one. No, Here he wanna... is like mm-hmm. doxing kids. I'm sorry. That's these right. kids are stupid and there's not that many of them that are that 100%. stupid. Some of them just are calling for a ceasefire and they can do that in America. Like uh, we may agree or not agree with him, but this guy was trying to dox him, and then he has not a word for this, which is such an obvious thing. Nobody does. None does of them. None of that. Moshe, yeah, the one who's really stood up to anti-Semitism is Kara Swisher. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. By the way, those kids—they're not doxed. Nobody published their home address. Nobody published their phone numbers. If you sign a letter, you're a public person because you have signed a public letter. That's the way that works. But again, all the focus has to be on Musk, obviously. Uh, because we all know the real reason, which is that Swisher just hates Musk and wants him taken down. And whatever is the tool at, at the disposal of the left, they will use. Calling Musk a racist, calling him an anti-Semite, calling him whatever they can do in order to take him down. That's the goal. It's all just convenience. Well, folks, the news has been so dark and so terrible of late, but I'm excited to sort of shift tone here and do something I like. I know we haven't done a thing I like on the show for weeks and weeks and weeks, but Thanksgiving approacheth. So does Black Friday. And let me tell you, Bent Key is a fantastic product. You should go check it out right now. We have a brand new app over at BenKey, which you can get all sorts of great programming for your kids. My kids love it. Well, one of the shows we have on BenKey is a fantastic show. It's called Kid Explore. And joining us is the star of Kid Explore, Broadcast Cal. So, welcome to the show. Great to see you. Thank you so much. It's, uh, it's really awesome to be here. Okay, so first of all, 
How did you get started with the show? What, what made you want to do the show? I think the main focus was just to make sure that kids understand what came before them and what created what they do today. And with making it really engaging and fun and educational, it just makes it so much easier to learn. Because, I mean, I know you're smart, Mr. Shapiro, but a kid much would, would much ra rather listen to me talk about history than you, just because, you know, I'm a kid. And For sure. And, 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 and the show is really fun and it's really engaging. Thanks. And you, you put on costumes, you dress up as old-fashioned mm -hmm. characters and all that sort of stuff. So how does it... Is it fun to do that? I mean, do you enjoy doing the show? Oh, it's like, it's amazing. Dressing up in fun costumes, mic drop moments, just in this vintage radio host outfit. It's amazing. I know. I was, I was complimenting the, the outfit before we even sat down. And I definitely need to have uh, Fabi remake my, my wardrobe in order to mirror you because that is, that is some stellar stuff. Okay. So what is, what is your favorite episode that you guys have filmed? I would have to say the basketball episode because I, I love basketball and just learning about the history of it. James Naismith created basketball used a peach basket, and just all the important things that you need to know about the sport. Okay, so there are a bunch of episodes that are available over at Bent Key. How, how do you guys come up with the topics that you want to do for the actual shows? My dad and I, they, we come up with the subject, the topic for the sh uh, show, and then me and my mom go over the scripts, and for history that week, we just dedicate it to where I know everything about the subject we're learning, just because it, it makes it a better way to film if I know what I'm talking about kind of, so I think it's just a really fun experience. So there, there are four siblings in your family, mm -hmm. right? You are number three, yes, sir. correct? You have a 16-year-old brother. brother, you have a 13-year-old sister, there's you, and then you guys have a baby also, and you are 11, which means you're in what grade? Sixth grade. Okay, and, mm -hmm. uh, and were you a big history buff before you started Kid Explorer? Before we started the show, I didn't know too much about history. But now it's so fun, like reading the scripts, talking about it, the mic drop moments, uh, just dressing up in costume. It's, it's amazing. Okay, so when, when you're in your off hours, when you're, when you're not you know, doing the radio host thing, and I got to say, I started really young, folks. I was, I was just 17 years old when I had a syndicated column, and you're beating me by, by half a decade at, at minimum. So w when you're not doing that, what are the fun things that you like to do? Right now I'm into reptiles. I have a crested gecko and a red-eyed tree frog. So Your parents I think, are very generous. <laughs> I would not do that for my kids. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> really fun to just own them and take care of them. And then I also like coding, game developing. Uh, right now, I'm working on a Kid Explore game, kind of. It's not really ready, but it's fun to work on. And then I like basketball. That's why I picked the basketball episode, because it's just such a fun sport to play. Is, is, that, your, is that your best sport? What are, what are you best at? Oh, that's my best sport. My second is probably soccer. But uh, basketball is like my main favorite sport. Well, the show is awesome, and you should totally check it out over at Bent Key right now. Again, that's broadcast, Cal. You're not, your kids are going to love the show. My kids love the show. Cal is awesome. And again, you're going to love every element of this. We have Black Friday deals that are available right now, so you should go check out Bent Key right now for those Black Friday deals. And you see every episode of Kid Explorer, each one better than the last. All right, you guys, the rest of the show continues right now. You're not going to want to miss it. We'll be joined on the line by Arthur Brooks. He has a brand new book out about happiness. If you're not a member, become a member. Use code Shapiro at checkout for two months free on all annual plans. Click that link in the description and join us. We'll get to more on this in just one second. First, Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean, you know, like free. So when you switch to Pure Talk today, you'll get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. There's no four-line requirement, no activation fee, 
Just a free Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen, quick charging battery, and top-tier data security. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and a mobile hotspot. PureTalk gives you phenomenal coverage on America's most dependable 5G network. It's the same coverage you know and love, but for half the price of the other guys. The average family saves almost $1,000 a year. So, I challenge you to choose a company that actually doesn't hate your guts and shares your values. Let PureTalk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today. Go to puretalk.com Shapiro to claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone and start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com Shapiro to switch to my cell phone company. I've been using them for years. They're fantastic. You'll love them as well. Go to puretalk.com Shapiro and claim your eligibility on that free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. Start saving. 